Hi, I'm Natalia. I'm Gen Z. I'm Molly, a millennial. This is Arnisha. I'm Generation X. I'm Micah, the boomer. We are Dame Talk. Hi, it's Arnisha, and welcome to Dame Talk. Today's episode is Getting the Job You Want Starts With the Interview. So this is all about interviewing. But I want to start by asking the dames a question. In your career, how many interviews have you had? Uh, I'd say like 40 to 45. Whoa. I don't think I've had that many, actually. Um, And that's surprising. Probably 25, 30, Mm -hmm. maybe. But I guess it depends on how what you consider an interview, right? I'm thinking physical interview, but I guess if you talk to people on the phone, that's an yeah, interview, that counts. right? That counts. Yeah. So yeah, uh, then the number's pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not say. <laughs> Natalia, oh, I'm still one for one. <laughs> that's a great track record. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting. I've I've had a lot more than that. And I'll talk a little bit, I'll talk a little bit more about that. But before we, before I kind of jump and talk about myself a little bit, I wanted to find out, you know, can someone, can one of you just tell me in your career, like when you had an interview and you walked out saying, I know I nailed that. Can somebody share that? And what happened that you made, that made you feel like you nailed that interview? Yeah, I can talk about one that I had. Um, interview, one interview that I had that I feel like I just did great um, was, it was actually two interviews that I had in one day. So it was a phone interview. And then a few hours later, I had um, an interview with the hiring manager. And both of these were on a day that I had just gotten off of an international flight from like 24 hours of travel. I was pretty exhausted, pretty jet lagged. Um, but I had spent a lot of that flight, you know, preparing and uh-huh. researching the, the organization and kind of learning more about, about where they were, what their challenges were. Um, but the other thing that I did that I, think made a huge difference was I also just relaxed a little bit. So because I had been traveling um, leading up to this interview, I wasn't focused entirely on it. Um, and I have a tendency with other interviews where I would over-prepare to the point mm. that then I was so stressed by the time I got to that interview. I was just, I was overthinking everything. I was worried I was going to forget something that I really wanted to say. But this one, I spent a good chunk of time preparing, but then I also had a moment to just take a deep breath you know, before the interview so that I didn't go into it so stressed out. I was physically tired, <laughs> which helped, I think, my brain kind of stay a little more relaxed and, and neutral um, during both of the interviews. So, yeah. And I think the way that I knew that I nailed it, well, uh, was, one, I had this first phone call and then they very quickly were like, whoa, right. can we get you back on yeah. the Yeah, yeah exactly. In a couple hours, and so that, that was great. And yeah, so that's that was, great. That was a good boost of confidence right there that then right. makes me kind of roll through the, roll through the next one. So yeah, that's well, great. Yeah. That's great. Good feeling. Well, I'm I'm just going to before I ask the next next question. I I actually had one year in 2007. I had 37 interviews. <gasps> that what? was one year, and the reason why I know is that <laughs> I have a a book, you know, a little notebook that I take on my interviews with my questions that I ask. So that I'm you know as part of my pre- preparation, oh. and I use the same exact book for every single interview. So by I think maybe November of that year, I just said, I'm done. I I just can't. Unfortunately, I had a job, but I said, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And something went back and something said, 
how many have you had? And I counted. I said, oh my God, I had 37 interviews this year. And like I said, I was still interviewing. So it's not like I had 37 and I walked out saying, woohoo, I got the job. <laughs> it was 37 interviews, you know, and it was, it was tough. It's really, really hard. Um, it's demoralizing, you know, honestly, when you don't get the job over and over again, um, it, it just makes you feel like, well, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. You know, if I'm not, if I'm not landing it, you know, there's just so many mixed emotions. And interestingly, what happened that year is just when I had said, I'm done. This was like November. I'm going to wait until January. I'm not going to do anything in December. I got a call from a company that I had. Um, I think I had a recruiter told me about. I can't even remember. But I got a call from a company in December when I had said I'm done. And that's the company I ultimately ended up <laughs> being hired by. Just when I said right. I'm done, that's I, can't, I can't take it anymore. You know, I was, you know, when you're your kid, your one of your family relatives was like twisting your arm behind your back. You're like, I give, I give, yeah. I give. Yeah. That's what I was doing with the interviewing. I give up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stay where I am for ten more years. And that's when, that's when I got the got the job offer. Um, and I felt good about those. You know, I felt I felt good about those um, those interviews and going into that. Now it's my, almost like I just want to make a comment. It's almost like being an actor right so when they go for the role and the part and then they don't get it yes. how, we know how they feel like yes. we're actually right? so it's very analogy. similar and I always thought I could never be an actor that rejection is so hard well guess what I face it <laughs> that's exactly so, right <laughs> maybe I should be an actor no just <laughs> <laughs> but that, that that was really the main reason because I hate rejection well I'm getting it so yeah. not even recognizing it in the same way but yeah just yeah no, that's that's a good point and because it is hard it's hard when especially to me it's even harder when you become one of the finalists oh. you know so you're one of two or three and you get your hopes up high and then they decide to go with someone else that's like that oh, is Get it. You know, if that is, I'd rather be screened out in the beginning saying, <laughs> you know what, you're not the right fit, or we were looking for something else, then you just drag me on and then dump me. But anyway, <laughs> yes, I take it that way. You dumped me. <laughs> Okay, um, just we just asked about when we know how um, how an interview went well. Does anybody want to share about when you an interview didn't go well and you knew it didn't, either right after or during? Does anybody have an experience like that to share? <sighs> It's hard because you, it's not that you don't know the interview, you don't know, right? So until you don't get the offer or don't get a response, then all of a sudden you go back and start thinking about what did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? And you ask for feedback and oftentimes they don't really give you that feedback. Mm. I think it's so helpful if an, the person you talk to does tell you, you know, listen, we were unsure. You weren't. You weren't able to tell us enough about your background or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That only helps us move forward. But I think I don't. I always try to be, you know, put my best foot forward. But when I don't get the offer or don't get a call back, that's when I know more so than when I'm in it. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I, I've had, I think I've had like both experiences. I've had experiences where, where I've been on interviews and I, you just see that that's not the answer they were looking for. Uh, you know, where um, I, I say it and I'm truthful, yeah, right? Because I'm yeah. always truthful, but something in their body language, something in the eye contact yeah. breaks and you realize like that's not what they wanted to hear. Yeah. So I walk out of that, you walk out of it. And if that happens more than once, I have a sense that this isn't going well. This is I'm not I'm not the right candidate, or I'm not the right fit, or I don't have the skills that they're looking for. Um, 
Yeah. And it, it's happened to me in both instances and, yeah. and neither one feels good, but <laughs> yeah. no, I guess I, thinking about it also, it's I, when I know I've had, a, I think similar to what you say, I knew I didn't say the right answer, but yeah. you don't know, you know what that, that right answer is. And it really sometimes should not be a right answer, but the body language mm-hmm. and how you, when you're flowing with somebody, it's like the energy yes. in the room, you can totally tell. And then when there's no energy and it's almost like pulling teeth Absolutely. on your side to Absolutely. get a response from the person who's interviewing you, that's when you also know. So exactly. I'm thinking about that. I, I remember instances where it's like, okay, this person either doesn't like me. Yeah. They don't like, what, you know, obviously you should not take it personally, but sometimes it is. Sometimes yeah. you just don't gel with somebody. That's right. That's and if right. they're the hiring manager, then forget it that's right that's right <laughs> they're not going to hire you because right. they everybody wants to work with someone that they know they can you know work well with yeah absolutely i just thought of a an interview after the fact that i realized mm, maybe that didn't go so well when the i did get a follow-up email um addressed to a different name it was hi jessica <laughs> Really that's, bad. that's sloppy on your yeah, part. You yeah. know? That's, that's really the type bad. of company you should have said, wow, I dodged the bullet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that is so sloppy. Oh so, so sloppy. Oh, yes, but well, you know, I know we all have a lot of different interviewing experiences and when they go well, it's great. And when they don't, you know, it stinks, but we just have to keep going. And now, you know, in, in, in this day and age, I think more and more people have always said, it's not, you know, what you know, it's who you know. I think now that's even more important because of the keyword reading software that exists to screen through um, resumes. You know, so when you apply to jobs online, um, it most of the time, and this was an HR guy that told me this, most of the time it is there is not a person reading your resume at all. Uh, what the they have apps, most companies have apps that are literally scanning your resume to look for words um, that are in the job description. So it's literally like finding the holy grail if you get called in for an interview now. You know, so it really, use your network, you know, just to even get in the door. Because if you maybe don't, it may be out of the, 25 things they're looking for, you have 19, but the software is screening for 23. You know, you, you just, it's, it's really, it's just very difficult now to, to get in the door. But that aside, this is about interviewing. So let's say that (laughs) all goes well, right. And you finally get in, get invited in, you know, what, what do you, what do you need to do um, for, to prepare for an interview? So, you know, Dames, when I think about the my best interviews, even if I didn't get the job, I walked out of it going, you know what? I did a good job in that interview. I realized that a lot of it for me really falls under three different areas. And I'm just going to bucket them under mind, body, and spirit. Okay. So when I talk about mind, that's really all about knowledge and that's about preparation. So it goes back to what you were saying, Molly, when you said you were on that 25 hour flight, you didn't get a lot of sleep, but you spent a lot of time preparing, right? So it's researching the company. It's knowing that job description. It's knowing your resume, you know, it's knowing your successes and how they relate to the job requirements. And it's, it's preparing for what types of questions might they, you know, might they ask me? Um, if you go on YouTube, and type in literally top interview questions and answers in the search bar, you will see a list of 
interview questions with answers. And what you'll do is you listen to more of them. You'll find the just like, almost like a common thread of the types of questions that will be asked, especially in that first round, that first round of, of things. So mind again is all about knowledge and pre prepare, prepare, prepare. Second is really about body. And when I say body, that's about that's how you look and your body language. And some of these things I'm mentioning, they really might sound like no brainers, but you'd really be surprised at how much they matter. And I'm saying that not only as an interviewee, but as the interviewer. I have interviewed so many people throughout my career and these things matter so much. You, you just, you can't, you can't under, you can't underestimate their value. The first thing I'm going to say is always, 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 I can't say that enough, be professional always and make sure that in being professional that you dress in a professional way and be conservative unless you're in an industry that's extremely that's, that's very creative you know um where those things where it's fine if you come in in jeans and you know in a top and sandals some industries that's that's fine even in the natural industry sometimes that's okay but it's better to be more conservative and then have somebody say, well, we're out, we have a very relaxed environment, so you can dress, you don't have to dress that way once you get the job, then it is for you to walk in the door and be underdressed and automatically the interviewer is like, he, she's not a fit, you know, she's not a fit. So just, just, you know, even for the interview, just err on the side of being more, more conservative. So that means as women, we wear slacks or a skirt and a top or dress. And if you're in the banking or finance industry where they are a lot more conservative, wear a suit. I know suits aren't even fashionable, but it's better to be, once again, to be safe than it is to be, to be sorry. Um, and as far as jewelry, keep it simple. You know, I love hoops, love, love, love hoops. I would have hoops in my ears every single day because I love them. But when I'm interviewing, I don't, I wear studs because it's all about making sure that they focus on you and what you're saying and nothing about you should be that much of a distraction that instead of listening to what you're saying, they're looking at my earrings. You know, or instead of listening to what I'm saying, they're looking at the fact that my skirt rose up too high to the middle of my thighs. You know, those are things that you have to think about when you're going in an interview because the job is to nail our goal, rather, is to nail the job, not and to take out any distraction that we can control that will prevent them from focusing on what what, what you have to offer. Well, Arnisha, going off of what you said about dressing more on the conservative side, for someone in my generation, I think that you should really use common sense for what environment you're going into. For me, my only interview I did was for my most recent job as a lifeguard. Um, I walked right out of high school and went straight to the interview in jeans and a t-shirt and I got the job. So I think you just have to really think about what you're trying to achieve and where you're going. Um, because I want to go into the fashion industry and your first impression is your outfit. So having like very on trend, like loud, even maybe streetwear since it's so popular now, like those kinds of trends will really set you apart from people that think, oh, it's an office setting. I have to dress in uh, like skirt, a tie or something like that. So I think really just thinking about the environment you're going in, the types of people you're going to be surrounded with will definitely impact how you carry yourself. That's a good point, Natalia. Um, body language, just a few simple pointers. Please smile. 
You know, I, I and I know that life happens. I know that things happen that can throw derail you on your way to the interview. You can sometimes get, you know, get bad news when you're there uh, or before you, you get there. If the news is that bad where, you know, you can't pull yourself together, then it's probably best to call and reschedule. It's not the best thing to do. But if you really can't pull your body language together for an interview for a job that you want, it's probably best to reschedule it. And people will understand that if you give them a good enough reason. Um, smile. Walk in when you see them. Smile. And I mean, this is from when you walk in the door. So if there's a receptionist, smile at the receptionist. If there's someone, an assistant that they send out to get you, smile at the assistant. You know, and with everyone, just be as pleasant as you possibly can be. Always give firm handshakes to everyone you shake hands with. It doesn't matter. Because you never know if that assistant that brought them in said, oh, my gosh, she acted like she didn't want to meet me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. She acted like she didn't want to talk to me. Yep. And yet you feel that you're getting someone that's, oh, wow, she seemed great. That means that that person might have problems working with somebody that's more junior than they are. That's a red flag. Right. So you want to make sure that you treat everybody pleasant. Be nice to everyone. This is when you're sitting down speaking with someone, sit up straight and avoid excessive hand gestures. I'm someone that has to almost sit on my hands because, <laughs> because I speak with my hands. That's just the way I communicate. So I tend to just kind of fold them loosely in my lap to, to so, you know, just so that I'm, I'm controlling it. So I'm, to make me more aware of the fact that I'm not basically, once again, being a distraction by moving my hands all, all over the place. That's a tough one for me, too. Yeah. I, I talk with my hands. I, have yeah. to, I make random hand motions. <laughs> like People are always making fun of me for it. So I just got to... Yes. Just calm the hands down. I know. And you have to. And my thing is, if I if I don't like fold them loosely in my lap, then I'm too focused on. Am I moving my hands too much? <laughs> How am I doing that? Oh right, right. And I, I'm not saying what I need to say because I'm focused on my hands. Right. But if I fold them loosely in my lap, then I'm, I'm OK. And it's OK for me to if, if I feel really passionate about something, then I'll let my hands come out. Right. Because I think that that reinforces yeah. my passion. Um, and I think that they get that they get that energy. But then I kind of make sure I get them back into my lap and, mm -hmm. and hold them there so that I'm not you know, being a distraction. Uh, keep direct eye contact. Don't be aggressive. Right. Because sometimes you people feel like, why? Why is she staring me down? <laughs> right? Why is she? What did I do to her? Right. So you, don't give a stalker. Right. Really? So don't stare them down, but keep, you know, keep direct eye contact, you know, and show you that you're being an active listener. So that means allowing people to speak. Right. I know we oftentimes say, oh, I want to say something. I want to respond to that. But don't. You know, just sit there, allow them to speak. And while they're speaking, you know, nod, you know, nod your head, keep the eye contact going. Show that you're being an active listener, that what they're saying to you is as, is as important as what you're saying to them. Okay. And finally, a spirit. That really is all about getting your energy right for this interview because you want to be positive and optimistic no matter what, right? Even if, even if you don't get the job, you'd be surprised that if you leave a positive impression on someone how they, that sticks with them. And, and I'm just going to say this, this quickly, a quick anecdote. I interviewed for a job at a company, did not get the job at the company. The person that, I, that was the hiring manager that I met with left and went somewhere else and called me and hired me at the next company, mm -hmm. right? Wow. So I didn't get that initial right. job that I yeah. wanted because they had better candidates for that job. But when she made the move to the next job, she called me and she ultimately hired me. So I know that these, even when, you know, it doesn't go well, if you're positive and optimistic and they get a good sense of who you are and you just do the right things, 
it still sticks with people. And and to me, that's always that's always good. And for networking purposes in the future, it's always good anyway. Um, so again, your fight, your spirit. That's all about having the right energy, being positive and being optimistic. And do whatever you need to do to get you in that space. You know, everybody has different things. I'm a woman of faith, so prayer always helps me. So I wake up and I'm praying about it. I'm in the shower. I'm praying about it. And literally right before I walk in the door, I'm praying about it. And if I'm there early and I have a chance to go to the bathroom, <laughs> I go in that bathroom and I'm saying another prayer. Because, because for me, it just brings me peace. And it also just grounds me in who I am so that I can show them the best person that I can be. And that's what it does for me. But people have different things. Some people use meditation. Other people like listening to music or breathing, whatever it is for you. You know, whatever it is for you, just make sure you do it so that you put yourself in, in a good place. So, James, what do you think about that? Do you have any other pointers for me as mind, body, spirit? Is there anything else you'd like to share with our, with our listeners today? I think your point about the body and, and being erring on the conservative side, even if you're going to a creative place, you still don't know what that how they define that, right? So you're better off being conservative and maybe adding something, a flair, if you really think as a creative person that you need, whether it be a bright scarf or something that identifies your personal style, yet to Arnisha's point, do not distract from you as the interviewee. Um, I think that's so important because people, unfortunately, it's the fact of life, we judge. So the minute you walk in the door, you are being judged. And they're judging you on your appearance because you haven't opened your mouth yet, but you're smiling. So they're judging on your smile. So pretty smile. Nice smile, I should say. But really just know that people are making, take, forming opinions about you before they've even talked to you. So you want that opinion to be as neutral, really, as possible. It doesn't even have to be positive, just neutral. Like, okay, she's got on black pants and, you know, a lavender top. Okay, next. You know, so I think that's was stuck for me. Yeah, that's good. What do you think about the idea, though, that um, women are often, you know, you hear a lot about, like, yeah. women are expected to smile, expected yeah. to be friendly, expected mm -hmm. to be all these things, when yeah. a lot of people are introverts. I would call myself generally as an introvert unless I know you very well. So I tend to get nervous when I go in for an interview. And while I try to smile and I try to be, you know, bubbly, sometimes that's a real struggle for me. So how do you, how do we balance this idea of like, you know, being friendly to everyone and totally treating everyone with respect? Absolutely. Um, and smiling, but also, you know, acknowledging that people have different, you know, personalities and how do we. But I don't think it's think... bubbly, right? I mean, like, I think that's also because when we're acting, right? Going back that's to where we're, we're right. really acting in the sense of you are not being someone you're not, but you're going to smile. If someone smiles at you, you're going to smile at them. Right. So instead of waiting for them to smile at you in an interview situation, you just automatically smile and say, hello, I'm not whatever. But I think what Arnisha was saying is just being pleasant, mm -hmm. which is different than being over the top or right. feeling like as That's a woman, right. you That's have to right. be so friendly or so this be yourself but be the pleasant version of yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, the other side of it, too, is that I want to interview the person that I'm hiring. Mm -hmm. Right. So we are acting in that we're showing you our best you, but I need to see you. Yeah. Right. So if it's not like, if it's not you to be bubbly, don't be bubbly. But I do want, I don't want to walk away from it feeling like, Oh my gosh, she was a grown. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. And then I have Man to deal or woman. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I just, don't want to. Want... <laughs> right. You just don't want to, 
that's usually in most companies, that's just not the type of person that you want on your team. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're pleasant, and what I care most about is that you're capable and that you're a fit. So if you can, we don't have to have the same personality types at all, you know, but if, if you have, if you came in and you smiled and I felt like your body language that she's really interested and you know that you know the job really well and um, you, or know the, know that you have the right qualifications and, and know the responsibilities well, if you've done this already, you know, unless it's an entry level job. That's fine with me. I, I because people pick up on your energy. If you seem more like an introvert, trust me, the interviewer will get that. But you want to make sure that they get that you're an introvert and not that you're someone that's too shy to communicate effectively with other people. Absolutely. Right? right? Yeah. So that's that's the that's the fine line that that's the fine line that we have to that we have to find. But and interesting, our perspective is really from a marketing communications perspective. True. Because thinking about finance or accounting or something that's more serious, I think, yes. when you're talking about numbers. But I still think that person should be pleasant and should smile because people want to work with someone that, you know, you can get along with or, you know, I don't I know. Agree. So I agree. So I, I think even if you're in a more serious, and not that marketing communication isn't serious, but, um, you know, when you're dealing with numbers or, or something more conservative, it's okay to be that way, but you still want to mm -hmm. to be pleasant. Yeah. Right. Great point. Yeah. I, I think so. I mean I think just in, in most in most industries, you know, you think about people just interacting with others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just it, yeah. unless you are working from home and but in most industries, if you have to interact with anybody else, they usually want to get a sense of, you know, the type of person. It doesn't have to be bubbly, but you they just want to like, you know, I can I can work with her. She knows what she's doing or he knows what he's doing. Okay, so we I want I wanted to share a professional's perspective um, on, on on interviewing. So our guest today has 25 years of HR experience. She currently leads the human resource function at a Japanese company in New York in the position of vice president of human resources and general services. She has an MBA in human resource management from Pace University in New York. She holds several human resource certifications, and she's currently pursuing a PhD in human resource management. We'd like to welcome Audrey Tomlinson to Dame Talk. Welcome, Audrey. Um, we, we really appreciate the fact that you jumped on to give us some more pointers um, from the company's point of view about interviewing. So our first question is, what are the three most important things for, um, for the interview preparation? All right, thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, the, the three most important things from the, per, the perspective of the interviewer would be first to know the job that you yourself have done before. Know how to articulate your current, um, your, your job that you've had or the, the, the um, requirements and your own experience. Know how to talk about it because a job title doesn't necessarily tell me as the interviewer too much. So be able to talk about your achievements, your accomplishments, why you were able to, um, you know, be successful in the role, what you're able to bring to the other company, why perhaps you left, um, be able to talk very succinctly and very clearly and answer the interviewer's questions. Very, very important. I also believe that you need to watch the interviewer's body language to know when enough is enough and you have said, you've answered their questions and, and they don't have to cut you off. Uh, the second thing I would say is never, ever, ever be late. Mm -hmm. 
So to the extent that you get there early, that's fine. Don't be early. Don't be too early either. So uh, ideally, I would prefer or I would recommend maybe five to ten minutes early. If you're going to be earlier, then walk around the block, sit in your car, go have some coffee, walk off the nervous energy, do something, but don't be showing up half an hour early and sitting in the waiting room or the conference room because you're going to throw everybody off. So, you know, figure it out. Don't get there too early. Uh, from time to time, uh, there are, you know, instances where you are unavoidably late. If that happens, then please make sure to get a hold of the recruiter and let them know so that they can perhaps shift some things around in order to accommodate the interview. And then third, I would say, um, first impressions are very, very critical. And I think somebody uh, earlier on in your uh, game talk conversation talked about um, interview with judging. It is extremely uh, accurate. Uh, even without saying a word, your first impressions uh, are going to be telling the interviewer quite a bit. So your energy, how you how you appear, your smile, just that first, um, you know, even when you think nobody is looking, just that entire aura mm -hmm. about you is going to be telling folks uh, quite a bit. Um, can I just add one more? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know. We want to know. <laughs> I would also suggest that you take the time to know the company. You know, the industry, again, somebody has mentioned something similar, but whenever I ask somebody, hey, did you check us out on the website? Um, you know, they're going to be telling me, oh, well, I know that you're a Japanese company. Well, oh, yeah, but tell me, you know, what, what kind of industry, you know, what, what, tell me a little bit more about, let me know that you took the time and you're interested enough in our opportunity to be able to answer the question of why do you want to work for us? So I think those are uh, the three and a half more important, the most important things uh, to do for an interview. Okay, great. Now, uh, the, the next thing we wanted to ask you is, what is the one thing you should never do? And you said never, ever, ever be late. So is there anything else that you'd recommend um, to our listeners that you should never do for, in preparation or for an interview? Absolutely. And the, the one never, ever, ever, ever is going to be never talk badly, never trash talk, never talk poorly, never, ever talk badly about the company that you were with before, a previous employer, about a previous supervisor, or about um, colleagues that you have worked with in the past. And the reason for that simply is that it's not only is it a poor reflection of you, but it's also likely that if you did that for them, then you're likely to talk poorly about us as well if we were to hire you. Okay, that's that's great feedback. Um, I just have to say, ouch, there. Because <laughs> I, I've I've done that once, but I could explain it why I did it. But I have done that. I have done that once. But that's that's great feedback. Um, so based on what you've heard and when we were talking earlier, is there anything else that you you'd like to add uh, in terms of advice for listeners for interviewing? As a matter of fact, yes. Um, it, I loved the, the I loved the interaction. I loved the content of what you ladies were talking about, and everything is spot on. A couple of things to add. Um, as an interviewer, what I like to do now, because the market is such a strong uh, market, and um, a lot of individuals, um, there are actually more jobs than there are qualified candidates right now. The job market is probably three point seven percent unemployment. So for us, it's very difficult as an employer now to find. Uh, a good 
good candidate for the job. We like to do phone interviews before we actually bring people in. For two reasons. One, we don't want to waste anybody's time. And a phone interview, is we treat it just as seriously as an in-person interview. And it helps us to weed people out quickly. So for phone interviews, if you do have an opportunity to have them, treat them just as seriously as an on-site or an in-person interview. Do your homework. Make sure that your background noise is minimal. Make sure that you have a strong um, phone connection. And make sure that your... Um, your, your attitude, your, your clarity, um, and everything comes out very, very well. So from the interviewer's perspective, I can tell about, um, is, is there an accent? Can I hear you? I can tell about your emotion, even through the phone. I can tell when you're distracted. I can tell when, you, you know, we can still get that energy and that good, uh, you know, great vibe, even on the phone. And if the person is not a fit, then I don't feel as badly telling them, you know, thank you very much, we'll get back to you. Um, and they, they wouldn't at least have had to take time off from work or waste my time or their time on an in-person. So um, I would suggest that, you know, if you do get a phone interview, treat that just as seriously as an in-person. That's, that's great feedback. Thank you. That was a good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great yeah, feedback. Sure. Um, so sure. any any other questions for Audrey? Any other thoughts, names? I Along the lines of the phone interviews, what about, I've had a few video interviews. I find um, those to be very challenging. Are there any tips you can give us around those? Um, you know, as a matter of fact, um, we're, do, we're using um, video uh, interviews as well. So we use Skype, we use Zoom, we use GoToMeeting. We use, there's a lot of technology now. And we also, uh, because my company has uh, several locations, we have 10 locations across the U.S., and we're Japanese, so we, we like to use technology a lot. Um, what I would suggest is that you ha- make sure that your device works well. So test it before. Make sure that you have a friend or, or you know, colleague, relative, whatever it is. Test your device before so that you're comfortable with how you sound, how you present, and all of that. Secondly, I would say, once again, make sure that your background is neutral. Please don't have your kids in the background. Don't have the dog. You know, I, I don't know what you have to do if you're working from home. I don't know what, what, what you're dealing with, but be aware of your background, um, what, what, what the interviewer is likely to see behind you. Make sure you dress as well um, uh, for that uh, phone interview, um, your, 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 um, your video interview, as much as the, the, the care that you would take for an in-person is what you need to take for the, the technology interview there. Um, I think those are those are the main things. Yeah. You know, just making sure that you are aware of what's going on behind you and so that the interviewer is not distracted. Yeah. We we've seen I've seen cases of that on TV where someone's had a child that they didn't know was behind them <laughs> doing <Yeah>. things. <laughs> That's a YouTube video, right? <laughs> so, thanks a lot. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Audrey, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Good luck. You're doing a great job. Uh, Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. So again, as you get ready for your your next interview, just remember mind, body, and spirit, and you'll trigger all the things that we we talked about. So thanks for listening. Uh, Check in next week for our next episode, and have a good one. If you have any questions, email us at dametalk4 at gmail.com.
That's Dame Talk and the number four at Gmail. To learn more about us and these topics, check out our website at dametalkpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. This is Dame Talk. We don't know everything, but we know enough. <laughs>